welcome to Sister Speak French, where we discuss the final season of the Fox TV series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 32. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Sister J. Welcome back, Sister K. We are going to be talking about In Absentia, the yeah. title of the second episode of season five. Yeah. This was a d- disturbing episode to me. I was disturbed throughout the whole thing. Disturbed? Yeah. It, it just felt so it was uncomfortable to me. First of all, I wonder where, whether we're going to have themes of torture throughout the whole season. Because the last episode, it, they was torturing, the, the observers was torturing Walter. Mm-hmm. Now, this episode, Ed is torturing this, uh, we're in, well, this loyalist, and what's his name? Manfredi. The, they're in wars. So what do I you, know that, but What do you still. think they do to people when they capture them? I don't know. I guess I hadn't really mentally delved into it. They ain't doing it, but you know they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. to get inform- excuse me, to get information. Yeah, that's true. So, um, well, I like the way this one opened up or started uh-huh. with the dream or the flashback of them losing baby Etta. Yeah, and again. this time it's Olivia that's dreaming. Yeah. And she wakes up in a sweat, just like Peter did the week before. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that, how they kind of tied that together. Yeah, that did show some continuity. And, you know, we get to see it from her perspective now. Well, and, and I was just going to say, what that showed is they both saw the same thing. They both had the same type dream. No, well, I mean, they were both there when it happened. That's true. But... Just them both dreaming about losing their daughter. It's bringing it back, apparently, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, now, so I kind of like that. And I always like when they go back and show us what happened. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have shown a little bit more, but that's okay. Yeah, and I don't need any more. So, um, we know what's happening, so. You know, Peter kind of goes in and tries to calm her down. And she's still looking, like, disoriented and stuff, but... You know, he's telling her, you know, I had the same dream uh, before and, um, you know, she's all sweating and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? I'm kind of tired of that. Okay, they done shown it twice. Uh, let's move on. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a feeling I had about it. Uh, and, and frankly, I like the episodes uh, or the scenes with Walter the best in, in every episode thus far because Walter's just a trip. I mean, the stuff he says is just so funny sometimes. Yeah, it is. You know. But I, I like seeing Peter and Olivia together more to themselves because it's, you know, again, this is like one of the shows that there's so many characters now and so much going on. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see them interacting as much anymore because now we have the added element of the observers and Etta, which I like. Yeah. But I kind of like those scenes when they're to get alone. Well, so for me, it's okay as long as it doesn't get whiny. And to me, it just, uh, it could almost border on whiny. I mean, it isn't so far, but I don't want to see that. I don't want to see them, uh, their relationship to devolve into being whiny. 
about I, it. I oh, woe was me. Look what I missed. We missed out on all this time and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to see that. They have not said that yet. I didn't say they did. I said it bordered on it. Okay. To me, because I wanted to, you know, move forward. Come on now, y'all. The girl grown, you know, hey, that's the way it go. But anyway, so, you know, they need to go to the old Harvard lab, but uh, it's controlled by the observers. So, you know, they're saying, there's no way we can get in there. And, <laughs> and yeah. Walter's talking about steam, steam tunnels. And they're looking at him like, there ain't no tunnels. He said, Well, the yeah. cool thing about that is, and I like this too, is that, you know, Walter is all scrambled. He's using yep. that thought unifier, which they, <laughs> they don't know what effect it's having on him. But they know that, you know, he's talking on a sequence. So, yeah. Olivia, you know, Olivia says, you know, instead of trying to figure out or think of what, remember what you think happened, you always kept really good records of everything. So, would you have written it down somewhere? Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I'm sure I would have. <laughs> and so the, you know, so the logical next step is, okay, let's go back to the lab. To the lab, so yeah. I, I like that. I, I, I like that too. And Olivia is <clears throat> always kind of, um, what's the word? Logical in her thinking. She's analytical. She's very good at yes. like investigating. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect to bring her back to, yes. you know, let's just stop for a second. Okay. You used to always write notes. Mm-hmm. Let's think about where your notes. Well, what are I liked about this scene, and what I like about Olivia and Walter's relationship, and that's that is that it seems to me on on a certain level they have a closer relationship than even Walter has with Peter because she, uh, of course, he experimented with her, you know, when she was a kid and stuff. But she she understands Walter. She understands how he thinks. And, and But more than that, it seems to me that I like her relationship with him because she seems to anticipate. You know what I mean? She, she anticipates better, I think, than all the rest of them what he might need or what he might do or be capable of doing. So I like that. Yeah, I like, I like it when they have her being her normal self. Yep. Because you know. she is very analytical and she's a very good investigator, and she just thinks outside the box. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. She thinks outside the box yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I don't think they're any closer than Peter and Walter. I think it's so. It's just that she's um, probably a little more dem- demonstrative with it. And as it could a woman. be. It could and be. Even though she's kind of guarded with everything, mm-hmm. you know, she can kind of be a little softer around Walter. Yeah, I think a little bit. So, so okay, so and then also in that scene when they get ready to go, mm-hmm. is it's really awkward between her and Etta because Etta's looking at her and she's looking at Etta. But she's really Olivia seemed to me unsure of how to act around her. Yeah, which was good because that would be true. Well, you're like you, yeah. you know, you're in your mind thinking of a three year old, three year old, and she, now this now, is a grown woman. She's what twenty five, so guess. you can't do the same things you would do exactly with a grown woman that you would with a three year old. And she wants to protect her she probably wanted to say to her well let us go and 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 we'll go first and you know you stay here and then we'll come you know she probably wanted to do something like that but you know she recognizes this is a grown woman now yeah and you know she she, she's got her own mind and stuff yep you know walter had me dying though when they's down in the tunnels and he he said wait a minute 
And you could you could hear that noise, but I didn't realize it was steam built. And he said, duck. <laughs> I like when he used to say, you know, him and Bella used to run around there without, with their swimsuits on. Yeah, he yeah. is a trip. Because uh, they're steam pipes. So, of course, it'd be hot down in there. Yep. And did you notice in that scene, this is what I noticed in that scene I thought was interesting. When he says, you, uh, you might want to take off your coat because it's going to get too hot. Uh, Peter Peter did not take his leather jacket off and neither did Etta. Olivia took her coat off and Walter took his coat off, but they wasn't taking that leather off. And I just found that funny. Huh. Yeah. They probably were like, oh well, you know, hey. Hmm. They probably didn't want to hold it and crawl with it because, you know, they had to crawl up on that one little level. I anyway, know. I just thought that was interesting that the that the the father and the daughter they didn't take theirs off. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. Yep, I did. I I like little stuff like that. Anyway, so they get in the lab, and, and of they course, see it's totally amber. Amber, he but that's smart though, wasn't it? Yeah. And evidently, okay, this is this is my question about that. Do the observers not know how to get stuff out of amber? Well, I think they'd have to know what it was in. I think that they can, I'm sure, because they probably have access to all kinds of uh, lasers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, why would they? They're not going to go and cut stuff out and go, oh, what is this? What is this? That's true. Unless they're specifically looking. And they were specifically looking for something. And they knew stuff was there. Yeah. Anyone going into that lab would probably be like, okay, uh, okay, this is a lab. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. They probably would think, well, it's safe caught up in there. We're not going to deal with. Yeah, that's you know, probably true. Trying to dig it out, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So so they're, they're kind of evaluating, okay, there's a beta, beta max recorder in the amber. Yeah. And he probably, rather than write something down, he probably recorded it. it. Yeah, videotaped it. Because it's pointed directly out where he would have been standing. So they realize, okay, I got to. We got to laser it out. So Walter says, which I love. Oh, hey, I, I could build a little laser, a little jerry rigged laser. So just as they're trying to figure that out, here comes one of those loyalists, and that's Man Freddy. Um, yep. He comes in there, and he really comes in there to feed the birds. You find later. You right. Find you out find later. out later. But so they, they scramble and, you know, get even Etta uh, captures him and ties him down to this chair. And then, you know, she's questioning him with this little device. Right, because they're realizing they have to have power to get a laser together. So they need to figure out how to turn it on. Mm -hmm. They're saying, well, maybe in the science building, but they don't know what's over there. Yeah. So Ed is like, okay, cool. I'm going to find out what's in there. I'm going to find out what's in there. So she hooks him up with this angel device. Yeah. <clears throat> that apparently ages your people. Takes 20, what, she said if it's full power, it could take up to 25 years off your life. In a couple seconds. Right. But, of course, that wasn't full power. Mm-hmm. But she, but whatever, when she hooked him up to it and started putting the button, down, pushing the button, mm-hmm. and he just started, I don't even know what you call that. He was, it was like. He was having a convulsion yes. in like double time. Serious. Like double time. Yeah. And yes. then once he stopped the shaking and stuff, he was old man. Older. Well, he was gray. Mm-hmm. He was already gray because he didn't have gray hair when she started. And you could tell 
when you know Olivia was back in the lab, she kept looking over at the door. Like, yeah. Huh. What's she doing in there? Yeah. What's, what's she, she doing? doing? So you me, know. I want to go check it out. Mm-hmm. That man Freddie, though he was he was something which I um, I could understand his point of view when he said that you know when his oldest son got killed, then he joined the loyalists because at least they kept his family safe. He he had a nice place to live and everything, and he just had this little blase blase job. You know what I mean? And had enough to eat and everything because that's what the observers did for them, for the loyalists because they were loyal right. to them. So I can understand his point of view, but I I really like this these scenes because Etta, you know, they were disturbing to they me. They were disturbing, but Etta yeah. was not fake. She just was like she was, but wasn't so she just like Olivia though? No, because Olivia would never do that. Well, she <clears throat> Olivia wouldn't do that, but once Olivia made up her mind. Well, but Olivia... But she wouldn't torture Etta no. was totally different. She had this yeah. glare in her eye that mm-hmm. Olivia wouldn't have. A glint, like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever. Olivia would have felt bad and you would have seen and it And she did face. feel bad. Even though she might have, you know, done it or seen someone do it, mm-hmm. she would have felt bad with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't You're think right. she would have tortured. She would have just said, threatened, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you do this or I'm going to shoot you or whatever. But Etta, I, I liked it because she was like, uh-huh. Don't feel sorry for him. Oh, you can't give him that water because it'll end up. Well, first of all, Olivia comes in there after after about what the second or third session. Yeah, because that guy and and to me it wasn't lost on Olivia that when they when when Etta took Manfredi into that room, I mean Manfredi had brown hair, a brown beard, and everything. And when she went in that room because Walter called Etta out because he needed the silver. So they could uh, uh, melt it down f- for a solder, remember? Because he's building that right. laser. Then she she told Olivia, watch him while I'm gone, but don't get too close. And Olivia could see, okay, his hair's white, his beard's white. Well, Etta explained what it was. Yep. She told her that it, it aged the pe- person. Mm-hmm. So she knew. Yeah. But and I liked still. it when Olivia was like, okay, you need to tell her what you know. Because she she's, she's going to be back. But I liked it because of the interaction with them, too. It was and good. It was, was very good. she was trying to give him water, and Etta was like, oh, no, don't do that because he'll end up dying. He can't have our, uh, water for yeah. several hours. If you want to kill him quicker, yeah. So Olivia stops, and she's mm-hmm. just looking at her. And she doesn't say anything. She's just looking at her. Mm-hmm. And so Etta's like, look. These are, you know, these loyalists kill us. She said, look, this is my world. Yeah. This is the world I live in. So, but, mm-hmm. and even before that conversation, Olivia just didn't say nothing like, you need to stop doing that. No, she never she did. She just looked at her. But that's what that look was saying, though. Yeah. yeah. And then when she left the room, I really, I, I kind of chuckled when she's like, okay, you need to tell her what <laughs> she needs to know. Because she going to come Cause back. she going to be back. And you ain't going to make it through too much longer. <laughs> That's true. So he come up with his little story about, oh, you know, I know I'm not going to make it through this. So That was a good story, though. Yeah. If, I'm, if I don't, well, I know I'm not going to. So I just want to make sure that my son is aware of that I'm what not happened coming to me. Back home. I'm not coming back so no one can look at me. Look for me. And, of course, it's the exact same thing that Olivia needed to hear to feel... Exactly. Some kind of compassion for him. Yep. 
But, but I liked it even still when she came back, Etta came back, Olivia didn't stop her from a, being about to zap him zap again. again. Because when Etta came back, she said, you can't believe nothing. He says they lie. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They lie. Yep. And so, and so, she went Etta to- went to turn that dial all the way to extra high. That's what did it. And man, Freddie looked at Olivia, and Olivia kind of nodded her head like, right. okay, I'll go find your son and tell him. Yeah. And uh, so then, that's when man, Freddie gave up the information. I gave him his access code, told him the main power grid thing is over there in the science building, down in the basement, and gave him the access code. Well, yes, and mm-hmm. that it's in two parts. One was a number and one was for, for okay. him. Right. Oh, that was good, was though. A, yes, and wait, when Olivia Ooh, said good. to Walter, can we beat an ocular scan? And Walter's like, mm, no, you need to take him with you. And she's like, oh, we can't do that. And he's looking at Man Freddy, and I was thinking, oh, no. You just knew he's going to cut out his eyeball. Oh. So when we come back from the commercial, then you figure out that uh, uh, Walter is trying to reconfigure a pickled pig's eyeball to 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 uh, mimic one of Man Freddy's eyes because yeah. it is a retinal scan. Oh, my God. Uh. That was and who would who would preserve a, a pig's eyeballs? I realize it's a lab, but dang, I guess for that purpose. Well, he said that in a certain cultures it was a delicacy or something. Ugh. Yeah, no. I, yeah, no. that was that, yeah, that was a little gross. But that was good though because they sure led you to believe they was going to cut his eyeball out. And this is where he calls Astrid Astral. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And she's looking at him like. You know, you get my yeah. Right. Can't, you, can't you ever get my name right? You know. So anyway, they have a good relationship too, though. Yeah. Him and Astrid. And then this is where you know Etta kind of acknowledges that Olivia's you know let her go on the mission with Peter. Yes. To turn the power of the mission, even though she knows that Olivia would probably rather go, mm-hmm. but she you know appreciates her. I like that whole conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, because, what we were just saying, mm-hmm. she let her be a woman, let her be yeah. the grown one. And she, she uh, what well, Etta did say, I appreciate you letting me because, you know, I like to be in control of things just like you. See, I thought that was pretty good. And, and Olivia, you could see her little mind working thinking, yeah, hey, yeah, you I know, didn't. I got to let her go because, hey, you know. But she had never tried to bring her in anyway. No, she really didn't. So, but I thought that was a very good conversation that yeah, they both I had. Did, I did too. Because it showed mu- mutual respect, I think. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So then, over at the science building, Lord, 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 they go in through the basement, of course. And Manfredi had already warned them because they said, well, what happens over in that building? He says, well, they experiment on on things and yeah. and and so Peter had said, "Well, what kind of things? Everything." He said, "Everything, everything." But the coolest thing about this scene was when they get to the door to go in mm-hmm. to the area they want to go into. Oh my god! The guards are like, "Uh, man, Freddie, why, why is he going over there?" Yeah. Well, so, first of all, when they first get into the building, this is what I wondered. They was waiting on the elevator, and of course, we know the observers cannot read her thoughts. They obviously can't read Peter's either. 
They didn't then. They didn't then because Peter kind of looked at the man like, what? Because the observer was kind of looking at Peter on the side. And Peter gave him a look like, what the hell you want? They probably have to make an effort. They probably just don't read everyone as they're walking around. Yeah, that's probably true. So then they get on the elevator and when they get off. Yeah. So anyway, so they... The guards in the security house or wherever mm-hmm. says, hey, man, Freddie, what are you doing over in sector whatever or floor whatever? Yeah. So they call on his little walkie, which, of course, Olivia's got over mm-hmm. at the lab. And so she's telling him, you need to talk to them. We had a deal. Mm-hmm. Talk to them now. And yeah. And Olivia accused him, too. Oh, you sent them over there on purpose and to get in the well, trap. That's after. You know. So anyway, so, you know, he's they're asking him, why are you over there? She's like. Come on. He's like, okay, I got something. He's like, well, I have to go change the light bulb. No, my battery pack. A fuse. A fuse. And so Fusing they're is saying, battery. well, who said for you to do that? And he's sitting there like, oh, shit. And I got to get something. But he said number 19. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, who the hell is number 19? We're going to be finding out who yes. number 19 is because all of a sudden those guards was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Guy? Oh, shit. Yeah. He's the like, big guy? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and they said, okay. Hurry up, do it, and get on back. Yeah, get on back to your station. So that's the only way they got in there, mm-hmm. though. So then once they got in, Olivia says, well, you do that on purpose. You knew they'd get caught. He's like, no, because I've never been in that sector. Yeah. I don't know. He said, I've, I've never, never been, been where I'm not supposed, supposed to, to be. Go. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, he could have been lying. We don't know. Yeah, that's true, because, yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, so that was interesting. So then That was good. As they're walking down the hall, they're looking in windows of these different labs. Where they are experimenting on people. On humans, yep. And then they come to one that's got... Oh, man. Edda's old boss. Simon Foster. Simon. He, uh, well... Just his head. Just his head attached to a machine. And then it And he's blinking and looking. Oof. Damn. That means he's he's alive some kind of way. His brain's working. Something's working. She went... About went off. She pulled out her gun and was going to shoot the I glass. Liked, and I everything. liked her. I know. That was her reaction. I liked her reaction, too. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd have to shoot the shit up, too. Yeah. And Peter really had to, like, kind Rain of grab her, her ass and say, look. He did grab her. He said, yeah. oh, no, look. No. You can't. And she was struggling, too. Like, oh, no. Just let me get him. Just let me shoot later. Mm-hmm. Which I agree with Peter, though. Yeah. I mean, that would have brought down their whole purpose you know they would have got caught and everything and you know so she she had to put that on the back burner so they get into that power room and of course they restore the power to the lab this is my favorite scene when Astrid says okay Walter we got to cut out these lights because you know they're going to wonder how come the lights came up and so Walter says oh wait 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 and he goes clap on clap on He got them lights on the clapper. That was funny. Oh, that was hilarious. Those damn clappers are handy, but <laughs> any loud noise makes them go off. Oh, you got one, huh? I got one. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, I need a clapper. A clapper. <laughs> but if you have dogs and they bark, yeah. then it will go off or on. <laughs> or on. Because it goes by noise. Okay. So I don't think I'm gonna get it's one. Just what you don't know, realize when you get it, but <laughs> it's still handy. <laughs> but I thought that was really, really that was good. Funny. Yeah. So you know, at least he's able to configure the um, the 
the the makeshift laser so they can burn that uh, amber to get that little recorder thing out. But in the meantime, then Etta, by the time they get back to the lab, she is hopping mad. She is hopping mad. So she's going to take Manfredi out and kill his ass. Yeah. Well, that's what you think anyway. Right. Because she is real mad. And, and if and you so, notice, though, Olivia really didn't try to stop her. No, all she said was, you know, he joined because he was trying to make a better life for his children. And Etta was saying, he's lying. He don't have no damn kids. No, he don't kids. have no damn kids. He don't have no kids. <laughs> they lie. That's what they do. And his face, he was just sitting there like, um, mm-hmm. um. And so... You don't really know what to believe. We're thinking, is Etta just crazy because she's mad? Or, yeah. you know, she's just mad because she's off yeah. from her friend? Or is it, or is Olivia the one who knows what's going You know, is she believing yeah. it? So that was interesting. That was very good. That And so then Olivia does talk, pull her to the side and said, look, I understand. And that's when Etta said, yeah. you don't know my world. This, yeah. is, this is the world the way it is. The loyalist... Um, kill us mm-hmm. and so we can't believe a word they say he's lying and so olivia says you know i had really hoped that through all you've been through you wouldn't have been hardened by everything right and so but i understand this is how you, you know your life and how you your world mm-hmm. and so she had to step aside well she said i'm not that concerned about you know what they've what they've uh done I'm more concerned about what they've taken away, mm, mm-hmm. meaning from you, you know, right. so, so anyway, Etta goes and marches into the lab and, and, and says to Walter, uh, you got a sedative. So I guess she knocked him out. Mm-hmm. She knocked man Freddie out. So he wouldn't know where she was taking. Oh him. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so she takes him on off <clears throat> while, while Etta's taking man Freddie on off, then they're in the lab cutting out the, the, the Betamax thing and Peter yeah. gets it out of the amber and it's a videotape. There's a videotape in it. So they, they, you know, take it out and they pop the little tape in and they're watching Walter telling them that, you know, whoever's finding this stuff, you're, you're humanity's last hope because yeah, there's a series of tapes where if you follow the instructions on the tapes, then the plan to defeat the observers will will be you know manifest to you, right? Yeah, and it will work, and you can get rid of them. Period. You know, for good. Yeah. So, and then of course the tape's a little bit garbled. Yeah. So you know, so <laughs> I thought, oh lord. So I guess we're gonna have a whole season with them running around to each tape. Well, we only have. 13 episodes in right. the season. So so they can't spend the whole time doing it, but they can, you know, I think they piece it together. The time. Or pretty much together. the whole time. Which, yeah. I mean, it'll be okay depending upon the circumstances as to how how close they get to formulating the plan. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, 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 but if they make it too hokey, then it's just going to be boring. No, I, well, I mean, I don't think it will yeah. be, but... But anyway, so while they're doing that... Uh, and like I said, the tape's kind of garbled, so Peter has to take it out, and he's, he's blowing on it and trying to, you know, get it sort of work. Then um, Olivia receives a little incoming message well, on her little comm before device. That, before that, well, Etta, yeah, Etta's out in the country. They show Etta with Manfredi. Way out in the country. Got him tied up. She kind of lets him wake up. Mm-hmm. And... He, you know, he's looking at her with fear. You know, he's he's actually yeah. scared. 
and she's and she's got the of course the gun pointed at him, and she tells him, um, or asks him, "You never did have any kids, did you?" Mm-hmm. And Ethel goes, "No." Yeah. And she said, and you can see in her face, she's like, mm-hmm. I, I thought so. But he did say, but he, he said, said, but I, but I saw I, something in her eyes. I, and he said, I thought I would try everything I could to mm-hmm. see if she could talk you into letting me live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that dog was good because <laughs> he had me Yeah. Full. And he did it all the way to the end. To the too. end. The end. The and end. And so then she's, he's like, yeah, I saw something in her eye that made me believe that it mm-hmm. would work. And so... Um, she just looks at him for a minute and says, okay, you can go. And he's looking at her like, what? Well, and then he says he saw something in her eyes. He says that he wants to join the the resistance now. Yes. Because he saw something in Olivia's eyes that made him feel for the first time that the humans were supposed to win. And, and then, uh, uh, Edda says to him, yeah, I saw something in her eyes too. And he says, what's that? And she said, pity for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was asking her, "Why are you going to let me go?" And she said, mm-hmm. "Because I saw something in her eye too." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why she she called Olivia on on her little comm device, and she showed her man Freddie running through the field. You know, she was letting him go. Plus, also, not only that, she probably didn't want to disappoint her because she yeah. knows, even though Olivia didn't say anything against it, exactly, it's against Olivia's nature to do that. But he had a good argument because what he told uh, Etta was, he says, "Look, he says, I'm not just saying this because 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 she said you don't have to lie anymore because I'm I'm gonna let you go. I already said you can go." He says, "I'm not just saying this." <coughs> he said, "But he said, wouldn't it? How good would it be for?" Somebody in the resistance to have a tat because you know he got that tattoo right, on there. Active tat. Yep. <clears throat> so she got to thinking about that too. Yeah, but she let him go because she don't want to use him. That's true. And the only thing I could think of when she did say that is um, she needs to make sure that he actually does go somewhere because he could definitely tell where they're at because he knows they're in the lab. That's true. That's so, true. Um, yeah, but he might be. A, he might be, I mean, since he's not the fighter type, he might be afraid that they'll they'll kill him on sight next time. They gotta catch his ass Well, first. that's true. That's true. You know? But anyway, that's good. And so, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, that was, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. They go back and they show more of the video, and Walter's saying there's several, six or seven tapes hidden, and I'm thinking, well, damn! I know. And now you gotta decide. Don't you make it easy, Walter? All of Mar, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, that's the crazy part. That's true. So that was it to the episode, and I, I actually really liked it. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. It was a very good episode. I liked it a lot. Um, although I do wonder now, because they did take this is the only thing I had an issue with. What is okay? So in the first episode. They take Walter, um, Etta, and all of them go and snatch Walter back. The Windmark guy, observer, sees a hologram video security camera of her. So he knows now she's the one that was helping. She's also a resistance fighter. So how is she then able to use her ID and badge and shit in other facilities and get in? That's what I don't understand. That's a good point. Now, I don't think she used her badge. They used that eyeball. 
So that might be right. one way. But wouldn't you think he would say to every facility, hey. Be on the lookout for on her. Look, at this, look out for this blonde-haired girl. Could be. But so evidently, he doesn't gonna... know who she is. He knows that she is the girl in, in, in Walter's mind. But I don't think he knows who she is. I think he does. Her name and stuff. I oh, don't think. I think he not does. yet. Well, oh, I think he does. Could be. Because he would have seen. I think he does because I remember back <laughs> in that first last season flash forward episode. Mm-hmm. Her and him interacted. Okay. In well. that little club. And then not only that, even if that didn't happen, he's got the security tape. He all he had to do is say, let me see what her badge number is. That's true. On this security well, tape. So. That's, she can't show her face too many more places. That's one of them plot holes, I guess. No, I don't think it's a hole because she didn't use her badge. They used the eyeball. Right. They used the eyeball. So, anyway, we'll see in the next ep- couple episodes if they have her badging in somewhere or going yeah. back to Fringe Division. Uh-huh. You know, if, that's going to be an issue. Okay. <clears throat> okay, well, we had one email. Okay, cool. Um, and it is from Samantha. Hey, Samantha. And she says... Um, I believe that Peter and Olivia named their daughter Henrietta after the taxi driver Henry in season three. Oh! Samantha. That's it. Oh, so thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. And jogging my memory that on that. That is a good idea, Samantha. Well, I- but this is the issue I have with that. Okay, because this is where it gets kind of convoluted and confusing. Uh-oh. Well, here we go. What? Season three. The faux Livia or Bolivia, who I already Bo-Livia. call her. It's Bolivia. I always think I said Bo-Livia. Well, but when you put the words on it, it says Bolivia. Whatever. Anyway, the fake Olivia on the other side was the one that was pregnant. The other Olivia on the other side of the, you know, was the one who had the baby with the taxi driver. Right? Bolivia. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The other side's Olivia, not right. our side. Right. So how would, why would they name their baby on this side, Henrietta? Well, if you recall, Henry helped our Olivia yes. get back to this side. That's true. When he when she was in the hospital gown right. thing and everything. And, right. and, and, so why not? I mean, to me, it's plausible. Because she owed him uh, a debt of gratitude as well. Just to get back. Yeah. Yeah, so that must be it. They kind of merged it, too. Yeah. You know, and see, this is the thing that I get kind of confused on, too, with season four, with that coming back and forth with reality, Mm -hmm. and then Peter disappearing, and then it caused a whole change in both realities. Right. And now he's back. I'm like, okay, so that's all merged together. It just kind of is making Yeah, but September had, uh, not September, uh, it was August. August and that other one, uh, when August was talking to that that other one and it was telling them, you got to go find September and find his little device, they had already said that the Olivia from last season where Peter kept going in and out, that was the real Olivia. Right. So, and her memories were coming back because Peter was there. Right. But it was still our same Olivia. She yes. just didn't realize it. That's true. So, that true. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But, yeah, thank you, Samantha, for thank remembering you. that. And you know what? I lied. We do have one more email. Oh, okay. From Bunny. Hey, Bunny. She says, hi, Sister J and Sister K. Um, I do hope you're well. And, um... Please take care of yourselves, and I'll comment on Fringe. Okay. I love the first two shows. However, where is everyone like Nina 
and the rest of French Division. My main theory is Henrietta. There is something wrong there. I think she is not what she seems. If you are taken or left by your parents at four years old and someone or the system raises you till you're about 24, I do not think you greet your biological parents as if it was yesterday. I can understand Peter and Olivia's reaction as they feel it was only weeks ago, but Etta has been without her parents for 20 years. I do not think your feelings for your biological parents would be that strong. They are strangers at this point. I do think she is working for the observers, even though she is kicking their asses in a matter of saying. What do you think? Oh, wow. Um, I will continue to uh, call and email you all until I hear otherwise, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny, for that email. Thank you, Bunny. That's an intriguing theory. Well, but this is my thought on that theory. That's intriguing. She is the one who was looking for them. Yeah. Her whole life, she's been looking for them. And if I remember correctly from the In Transit episode from last season, Mm -hmm. she was really raised by... I thought she was raised... No, that could be wrong. Nina. Doesn't she know Nina, Shark? Yes, but that was in last season. Her and Nina had a really close relationship. Right, because that was... I'm talking about Etta. Right. Oh, not Olivia. Okay. Uh, I don't think... See, I don't know if we know how Henrietta was raised. I don't think there's but been any... I do know in that episode where we first see her, she's looking for them, and she's been looking for them for her whole life. life. She's had a standing order with the Amber Gypsies or whoever for them mm-hmm. in Amber. And that's how she first got Walter out of Amber. Mm-hmm. Because she had had this standing right. order. Hey, if you find anyone like this with this description. Right. Because they know. knew about French division mm-hmm. and stuff. So. so I think she's had that love for them her whole life. She's probably read up about them. Exactly. They were part of the original French division. So, you know, I think she did have love for them and just carried that on as she got older. And then as soon mm-hmm. as she could get to them, it's going to be just, you know, she's just going to be happy to have her parents. Right. I don't have a problem with her, uh, the way she has interacted with uh, either Peter or Olivia. However, even notwithstanding the, the caring that she shows to them, I think, Bunny, it's perfectly plausible that she could be working for the observers. It's perfectly plausible, oh, I don't in my so. opinion, because they cannot read her. And there's been no explanation. I mean, we talked about it in the first episode, but there really hasn't been an explanation yet as to why they can't read her. Nope. Yeah, but I don't think that's it. But, uh, well, but you know, I mean, a a theory is a theory. So thanks, Bunny, for that. Thank you, Bunny. Got us to thinking. Thank you, Bunny and Samantha, for that feedback. Yeah, that was great. And I guess that's it. Okay. If um, anyone else would like to send us feedback, you can send us an email at sistaspeakpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K and at sistaspeakcast. Um, our website is sistaspeakpodcast.com and we are also out on Facebook at facebook.com slash sistaspeakpodcast. Yep. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. <laughs>